Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm talking to Bruno. Bruno has two pizzerias in the Orlando area, one Neapolitan style, one New Jersey-ish style, I guess you could say. And we're talking about business. We're talking about what it's like to run a business in the summer in Orlando, the busy and slow seasons, the stresses of operating in the current time we're in between the costs and the employees and managing two locations and growing your business and trying to expand. So much that goes into that. We talk all about that. Well, I talk all about that with Bruno on this podcast episode. I think you're going to enjoy this. Before we get into today's podcast, though, I do have to say thank you to a couple of the sponsors of the show that make it possible. Smithfield Culinary is one of them. Smithfield Culinary's margarita product line delivers authentic Italian flavor. It's got those pepperonis that curl up. They get those nice, crispy outside, tender inside. You can put them on the pepperoni pizza. You can put them on sandwiches. They offer a ton of other ingredients that you can find over at smithfieldculinary.com. They also have a lot of tips from experts and chefs to help you build a better menu, come up with some recipes, or just help you market your business a little bit better. You can find everything over at smithfieldculinary.com. Let them know you heard about them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Again, that's smithfieldculinary.com forward slash margarita. Get in on the savings and the expertise today. And also, my friends over at the Pizza Cloud. Uh, back in the day, when I was operating my pizzeria, there'd often be times where we would be operating the pizzeria and the phones would go silent. And we thought, hey, listen, we got a little break in the action here. And it turned out our phone lines went down and we didn't even know about it. Head over to pizzacloud.net. They'll give you a cellular backup. They also have a couple programs that they're working on. One is an AI tool and the other one is a call center that you can have someone answer your calls for you. So if you just want to get rid of the phones altogether, they can do that. Uh, no busy signals, call recording, call queuing and auto answering. They also have multiple random start of a call upsell messages will help you upsell specials or offers or new items that you want to have. A bunch of stuff they have. Go to pizzacloud.net. John, owner of the Pizza Cloud, he'll hook you up and he'll give you an assessment of what you need and what can help best your business moving forward. And then you'll never have to worry about the phone lines going down, the online orderings going down, or your credit card processing not being able to go through it. And that's just a huge headache. Go to pizzacloud.net for more information on that. All right. Thank you to Pizza Cloud and Smithfield Culinary. Appreciate you. If you are looking for more information about those, you can head over to our website, smartpizzamarketing.com. Been writing a ton of blog posts. Our team is running a, writing a ton of blog posts over at the website about marketing and hashtags you should be using and marketing strategies. So much information over there that it's going to make your mind blow. So go ahead over to the website. You can also sign up for our email newsletter where we send you all of our content, plus some news and action items that you may need for the week on a one simple email. We, we say we like to help you get smarter about marketing for your pizzeria in five minutes or less. May take you longer to read the articles inside the email, but the email you can peruse. You can pick which ones you like to read, what articles you want to check out more of, which podcasts or YouTube videos you want to check out, all organized for you in a nice, simple weekly email. SmartPizzaMarketing.com is the website for that. So go subscribe over there. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into today's podcast with Bruno from Pizza Bruno in Florida. All right, Bruno from Pizza Bruno is back on the podcast today. Welcome back to the show. Hey, what's up, Bruce? Thank you for joining me once again. My One of my favorite places, if not my favorite place in the Orlando area, for sure, for pizza. Appreciate that. It's uh, been been a few times, so you got some uh, you know knowledge on the subject in Orlando. So that's for sure. Good, and good I to hear uh, you say that. And I've been to I've been to both of your locations. Which you know the unique thing about your your business down there is 
the you have two locations, I think. You may have more now, but you have two when mm-hmm. I went down there and they serve different style of pizza. So it's mm-hmm. you get to choose which one you want. And both are great, but it also depends on like what kind of style of pizza you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, it was just a personal choice based solely on that. Like, I wanted to have a different choice of good pizza. Uh, so, you know, that's what we went with our uh, different style at the new restaurant. So, not to say I don't love my original wood-fired style. but Yeah, but now you get choices. Nice yeah, options. Options, man. Is that Does good that stuff. make it harder? So, you have – real quick. I mean, I know we've done a couple podcasts together, but just give mm-hmm. a real quick, the, like, the, the Twitter version of what you're doing down there. All right, so um, we have Pizza Bruno 1 and 2, uh, the first one being a wood-fired uh, Neapolitan-ish style pizzeria, full service, about 90-something seats, and then our newest restaurant is open last October. We do what's called a New Jersey or South Jersey-style pie, and that's about 50 seats, a, lot, a little bit smaller, still full service, but that's what we're doing, and then we also have a third location in the works in a different part of town that's going to be a another wood-fired pizzeria oh nice so yeah where we're in the uh, same kind of vicinity i mean orlando's huge. Uh, so yeah i know most people aren't really aware of how big it is but so we're um so my first store is conway south of downtown my second store would be college park which would be north of downtown the new spot will be maitland which would be north of college park and winter park Okay. So, you could almost kind of draw a straight line. So, it's, you know. Winter Park's a popular but, area for people who, like, move to Orlando, right? Yeah, Winter Park's a really established part of Orlando. I think it was, you know, people have been there since the 1800s. I know Rollins College uh, is quite old. Um, actually, I, I helped them revamp some of their pizza program last year in their cafeteria because they uh, bought a really, uh, they bought a Woodstone and the, president really wanted some great pizza and the pizza they're putting out wasn't great so they hired me to do a little consultant job last summer which was really at the cool. college it's, yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah i lived like down the street from the college for years so it was nice to it's kind of cool to say like oh you know a little involved in the in rollins college which is just a you know local college yeah the reason i you know what i reached out to you because somebody messaged me on instagram and they're like hey i want to open a a pizzeria and i want to do a mixture of takeout and dining do you know anybody that's doing that that you've talked to on the podcast and i was like you know what i think bruno his second location is pretty much that i know the first location you'd much rather have people eat there you do do mm-hmm. takeout but it's not preferred yeah. but the second one the style of pizzeria that you serve and the location itself because it doesn't have a ton of seats is mm-hmm. perfect for like what you're doing and what they ask for which is like you do have wait staff and you do have tables but you also have a large takeout business yeah, the uh, second store, I mean, the takeout business is huge compared to the first. Yeah. It's almost triple every week. I bet, because so, it's like a way better style of pizza for takeout. Yeah, it, it really, it's built for takeout. Um, not to say you can't get the wood-fired stuff to go. It just doesn't translate, I think, as well. I mean, I get takeout from my new store probably once a week. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I'm also there, you know. I, I get takeout quite a bit from our new store, so... It's good. I mean, that's that. I think that's good if you can get a takeout pizza, and it's like this is really good. So, is that what your goal important. was with that store? Is did you think about takeout, or was it just happened? Yeah, yeah. That was like. I, I mean, initially, I don't think I, I really wasn't going to do table service. Like that was oh. kind of backburnered almost. Um, we were kind of like, I was like, yeah, we'll do take, we'll do table service. That's kind of what people expect. But I really didn't like. That wasn't like the main 
idea there. Um, but you know, as we've gone, we found you know table service works out, and it doesn't have a lot of seats, so uh, takeout had to work really well, and it does. It it just crushes. It's so crazy how much they do there. It's it's really they really crank for how small the space is. Yeah, it's not a very big location either. It's it's mm-hmm. um it's kind of I don't want to say it's like a strip mall, but it's kind of like a it is. If you think of like a yeah. typical downtown area like if you think of like a, any small town what the main strip looks like with like buildings and businesses down the side that's kind of like what your location is yeah so <clears throat> college park is like one of those older established areas in winter park is or in orlando i should say college park and winter park are next door so college park is a pretty old neighborhood it's one of like the older neighborhoods so that building i think we're in it was built in the 50s or 60s so it's been there for a hot minute and it's yeah. like a downtown because it has that yeah. like main kind of cluster, which isn't yeah, nice. really the thing, not in Florida, anyways. How's business there? Other than, uh, is it? It's good. I, know you... I, I would say so. You know, business as a whole this summer has probably been the most difficult summer I've ever, ever been through in my entire life. Like it was bad. It was real bad down here. For what reason? Like just staffing and all that stuff, or is it? Oh uh, no, just staffing's fine i mean i'm lucky enough at my new store like we have like you know day one people you know they've just never left like we have so many we have so little turnover at that store we have turnover but it's not like the first store which is the problem child you know we always have it's (laughs) i swear it's i don't know if it's cursed or what but we just have so much turnover and you know we're going through a cycle and it's it doesn't really it doesn't make sense to me a lot of times but any but it's okay. <laughs> Hence why I'm going to work today at 10 a.m. And I, you know, did a double yesterday and the day before there and the day before that. So anyways. Um, <laughs> I know because I messaged you. I'm like, hey, we, it's been a while. I had this question. I'd love to talk to you on the podcast. You're like, yeah, yeah. I totally would do it. But we got to do it early because I got to get ahead to the shop. Yeah, I got to get to work. Um, so the the new store is really, you know, like I said, the um, staffing's great. It's just we really took a really – it's been a tough summer in Orlando as a whole, and I think in Florida as a whole, for a lot of reasons, um, ones that aren't really in my control. I think, um, one, the summer was the hottest it's ever been. So, I mean, do you want to go eat hot pizza and it's literally 110 degrees outside? Right. It was it was brutal. Like, August was just a punisher. Like, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, that was hard. Uh, it seemed like a lot of people didn't visit Florida this year for who knows what reasons, but you could, a lot of people I know went to Europe and traveled overseas because it's finally like, you know, back to normal post COVID. So, you know, month over month, I think, think since May, the, uh, local tourism, the tourism tax that they do, it's a collection of, uh, taxes for hotels, lodgings, Airbnbs, stuff like that. It's dropped consecutively every month since May. Oh, and that's wow. an indicator. That's an indicator of uh, tourism in Central Florida. That's just like a barometer, right? And so that's dropped every month since May. I mean, granted, it's risen almost every month since I think sometime in twenty one. So it was on a steady increase, but uh, it dropped. The bottom really dropped out, and so most of Orlando has really struggled this summer. Very wow. Much. You know what? So I have a I'm partnered in a travel company on the uh, second business that I have. In um, a lot of our visitors go to. You know, Disney, Universal, in uh, mm-hmm. that Orlando area. And you've seen the same thing. Like, the last couple of months has been pretty slow. 
pretty slow for traveling to Florida. Like they still go mm-hmm. on cruises, like you said, and other destinations. And maybe that's a little bit of COVID kind of being not gone, but in the back of people's minds instead of the front. And so they're like, you know what? I'm going to travel to other places and not just go domestically. Um, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully that doesn't isn't the trend that happens for a while. I know. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I got to finally go on my honeymoon three years after I've gotten married. So, <laughs> and, and we went to Europe. So it's like, nice. you know, so Where in Europe did you go? We did like a quick, like 10 day cruise. It was just kind of like, oh, nice. you know, Mediterranean. Never been. Yeah. So we did Spain, France, Italy, and then, you know, back home. So it was like a world. How was that? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we just, you know, we ate breakfast on the ship and then we just like went super hard off the ship and just like ate everything in sight and went, went just crazy. And it was great. I mean, and the shocking thing, it was way cheaper than here, like a lot cheaper. So that was like surprising. Um, so we had a great time, though. I had some really good, had some great food, had some bad food, but had a lot of really, really good food. So that was that's cool. Really, it and then it was over. It was like done. It goes by but, so um, fast. It's it a, went it, by so fast. Your your vacation time goes by so fast, and then you like you said, you do a double in the pizza shop, and the ten hours in the pizza shop feels like a hundred. Oh yeah, it's just been blurry. I mean, I did. We we went to New Jersey as our usual. Like we go up there for. Um, some time at the end of summer too, and I just worked the entire time I was there. I was like literally on the phone every single day, you know. Just it wasn't how I like to have my yeah. like separation. That's my one time of like separation, and uh, I didn't get any of that. And then I got back, and uh, my uh, general manager at my main store went AWOL and just didn't show back up. So hence, oh yeah. So that's where I I am. I was just like, this is great. So I've been just working nonstop since beginning of august trying to get everything back in order and you know juggle a a huge drop in sales so yeah it sucks yeah that's i mean that's tough too like sales is like it's it's hard to deal with that things when it's busy and you're like all right at least it's busy like i would just say that to myself we have a couple locations and it'd be a struggle or things would break or people wouldn't show up and you're like you know what at least it's busy it sucks Uh when that happens and it's not busy and you're like damn it yeah oh it's been that's that's what's been the tough part it's like you know, if we were putting up the numbers that we were a year ago or six months ago, it wouldn't be a problem. But, you know, you're talking, I mean, from last summer, 45%. Wow. I mean, that's a hit, you know, and that's not the normal. Like summers, we, we would maybe drop 10%, like, but nothing like earth shattering or like, uh, you know, it was like, eh, whatever, it's summer. Things kind of progressed as normal, but this year it was just like after May, it was like rug sweep for everybody, and it was wow. just really tough. So, so your peak season is what December through April? Uh, yeah, we we start luckily having a little bit of an upturn in in September. Traditionally, September, October can be okay. November isn't great for us. Um, it's just holidays and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, December it really doesn't start. Well, now, I mean, post-COVID, before COVID, we used to do a ton of off-site catering. For um, December, it was, like, one of those things where people would call last minute, and we'd be, like, double booked for, like, you know, a week straight of, like, we have an office party at noon, then we have a cocktail party at 4 or 5 o'clock and with the mobile wood fired, so we'd just be, like, we'd just be going, but since COVID, it doesn't really happen too much. Yeah. Like, last year, we had almost, like, I don't think we had any holiday parties, but... 
December tail end starts picking up. January is good. February is good. Uh, March, April are always our busiest months every year. So that's kind of our season. That's interesting because it's uh, like we're so I'm in the Northeast. It's it's kind of like the opposite here. Like January football helps, right? Like the football season mm-hmm. helps because up here in the winter, you know, the weekends everybody watches football. But January mm-hmm. was January, February, and March were kind of the slower times, and it would start to pick up for us April, May, and then the summer would crank into the holidays. Uh, so that's, yeah. yeah, but I can totally understand because people probably leave here and go there. Yeah, and that's I mean that's le- legit what it is. I think April is March and April are like spring break times. Yeah, so we get a lot of that, but just it's just generally those months are great. We that's our peak wedding season as well. So our wedding catering just like goes off in those months, especially um, you know with the weather being uh, right. Hopefully mild. <laughs> you know, you're never gar- you're never guaranteed a mild you know weather. Even in March, it could be it's ninety degrees today. Cool. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of how the season works out. But like I said, this year, summer was not how it usually is. So it it's never ha- it's never been this bad. So it's just been a real struggle. And, you know, I was in New Jersey and it's like they didn't skip a beat. You know, they're they're slammed. So yeah. I'm just like, damn, dude, <laughs> this is this sucks. Yeah. Is it <laughs> something that uh, it, so this is how long you've been in business for? I know the new the, the second location just opened a year ago, right? Yeah, uh, it'll be a year October like seventh or something like that. Uh, and then the original location, we just got past seven years this past June. So, so you have some data. It's not like it's like oh, it just was one yeah. year. Yeah, we have a lot of data. So, and, and it's apparent. I mean, last summer was I think a, a, a couple combination factors of like we had a Michelin recommendation, and then we had um, this uh, you know TikTok video went viral and. It just, you know, so there was some other, like, external factors, but it was, you know, which was great, um, but still, it's off from what the normal, you know, reality is. So we have, you know, we have data on that, so. Is your customer yeah. base mostly locals, or is it visitors? Uh, we get a lot of locals, especially at the main, well, both stores, really. They're local-driven. We don't, we're not really in tourist areas. I mean... The closest we get is since we're on the way to the airport, our original location will yeah. get comers and goers like, hey, this is our first stop after the airport or on the way to the airport. So we get that. But the other store, not really. Yeah, it is, it is kind of like because if you do visit, like say you're visiting Orlando, you're generally probably going to like southern Orlando with all the mm-hmm. destination places. Unless yeah. you have a car, it's hard to get to your location from there. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, and you're stuck out there, you know, I mean, you've been out there plenty of times. I mean, that whole Disney area, I mean, to the point though, Disney, that whole area is kind of getting better. Southern Orlando, like there's more stuff opening. That's not just, you know, cookie cutter, big chains and stuff like that. There's actually people opening independent stuff out there, which is cool. It's good. You need to open a pizza Bruno over there, man. That would be really busy. Yes. Yes, indeed. But I'm sure it's not easy to find real estate that's inexpensive. Well, you know, you'd want to be in, you know, certain areas and certain places. You know, Disney is like obvious choice, right? But that's a process. And um, yeah, generally speaking, you know, the whole that side of town uh, depends where you are. It can be really expensive. I've looked at properties and spaces that were, you know, in new developments over there. And it was like outlandish. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, really? no one can afford that. But if they do, I mean, God bless. And I mean, you know, I don't, I, I would, you know, I don't know if they would last. So there's, there's or it'd be there's like a lot of $50 that. 
pizza. Yeah. So pizza at fifty dollars can't sell that. I mean, shit. <laughs> we have to we have to justify selling it at twenty. I mean, do you really, dude? It's crazy. So on top of you know a lack of sales, we have our obvious. Here's the conversation of the of the the week, right? Inflation, right? So we have higher cost of kids, uh, higher cost of labor, and you know, getting people in the door in a situation like this we've had has just been hard, you know? Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, the the other detractor is like, well, it's expensive. It's like, <laughs> you know, I don't have an answer. You know, it's like, yeah, so are all the bills that we have to pay. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to do anymore. So it's, it's been to, tough. Everything's expensive. Like, it, I don't mm-hmm. understand how people can go to the store or... Mm mcdonald's you know from, mm. or anywhere and realize and then be like complain about the price of a pizza like i listen it's expensive right 20 bucks for a pizza is expensive but you could feed my uh, i have three daughters they don't eat a ton we could probably eat one large pizza could feed all of us you know yeah. i can't if i go to the drive through at mcdonald's it's gonna be 50 dollars. yeah yeah crazy i don't know it, it's it's so i've had to do so it's it's interesting so i've i've had to adjust and do some things obviously so we did ride this kind of like pricing situation with with inflation we didn't raise prices the entirety of covid we didn't even raise prices till i think september of 21 so we went a while without really any price adjustments and then we were finally like you know what we got we got to do some adjustments and it was like a buck here a buck here it wasn't like 20 percent across the board like it's right that didn't work. So we did a buck here, a buck there. And it was our prices were really low. <laughs> and uh, we ended up doing another price raise. I think it was last summer at some point a little bit. And I was against it. You know, my manager was like, oh, we could charge, you know, whatever. I'm like, all right, let's bump up a little bit. And then recently, I think it was over the summer, we did just there was a Reddit thread of, you know, why is, why is Pizza Burner so expensive? What's that? Oh, all? really? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, me being me, I addressed it directly. I did an AMA on the local Orlando Reddit. You could look it up. Did you really? Yeah, it's pinned on there. I want to go check that out. Yeah, it's pinned on there. I was uh, doing a pasta night on a Tuesday, and I was like, shit, I'm just sitting back here in the kitchen, you know, waking up, making some cachipapi or whatever. And I was like, I'm just answering Reddit questions, you know, and they're pretty direct. And a lot of it had to do with pricing and stuff like that so i was like okay you know we can look at this and try to make it work out and there was some price prices where i was like yeah you know what that is high i didn't want you know i wasn't really for that i think it was you know like the price of the stupid garlic knots went up pretty much but like that was you know one of those things in reflection of that like tiktok viral situation where we were just going through so much every day i was like fuck it we don't even want to make them anymore just charge too much for them right (laughs) yeah it really, I mean, that's what it came. I was just like, God damn, man, we were making so many and it was just such a pain in the ass. And I was like, just charge too much for them. Maybe we'll stop buying them. And uh, they didn't. But, you know, it's also now it's more of like, how can we, you know, provide value with stuff that people want? Yeah. And garlic knots are one of those things that people love at our store. I mean, I get it. Like, they're good. Um, so we dropped the price on that. We dropped the price on some other stuff. Um, we've dropped the price on. A number of the pizzas and then also some other items I kind of like, I'd say value engineered, but I looked at what we were doing and how we were doing it. And I was like, okay, can we get a better price? Can we get a better system of doing this to shorten 
the labor load and also, you know, really dive into our uh, purchasing. So, which, you know, I'm never one to be like, I've never been like uh, cost concerned. I'm like, nah, just we're going to get the best shit. It doesn't matter. And uh, now I'm like, well, hey, we have to really be aggressive with our distributors and how they're pricing us and be like, yo, like, we're not going to, you know, you have to do better. We're going to go over here. And like, I've never really been too much of that guy, but now I'm like, totally like, nah, dude, we're, we're you you should check out. So this guy, uh, I mean, I've had him on the podcast a long, long time ago. He has a software. It's called Wook AI. Have you heard of it? Dave, Mm -mm. you know, Dave, it's a software. Shout out to Dave by Wook AI. He's going to get excited for me to do this. Give him a shout out on the podcast. All right. It's a it's a inventory software, but it's not like inventory management. What it does is it like takes your prices. So like say you use Cisco and you know PFG or whoever you use mm-hmm. as your distributors, you plug in the price and then it pulls in the data from their databases and tells okay. you what item you're ordering and who has the best price for that order this week. So like you add okay. your whole menu in there and all your ingredients and it says, All right. Uh, PFG's a dollar less per bag of flour this week. Order your flour from them. Your sauce is cheaper at Cisco this week, even though you always order it from PFG. Today, it's a dollar less a case at Cisco ordered from them. And it tells you, like, who has the lowest price. And then it, like, auto-populates that into an order. It's pretty sophisticated and cool software. And it, he's cool. had it for a long time. He's been working on it for a long time. But he recently just kind of finalized it and like it's really it's pretty good i've never talked about it before until now he showed me a demo a couple weeks ago but the only reason i thought of that was because you're like i need to figure this out and like it's a really sophisticated software wook is it wook.ai yeah i'll send you uh yeah wook.ai did you find it okay uh i'll send you a link you know what i'll send you a link when this is over don't don't worry about it Um, um so yeah so like those kind of things like not say they weren't a concern before, but now I'm just I'm really you looking at I'm really looking at pricing. I'm being you know, more or less pushy with vendors. Like, you know, if you're not gonna work with me, you're out. Like that's it. Like because we have to make the, the cost savings where we can and let's face it, you know, like giant corporations can probably afford a couple bucks. Right. I'm a small business. I mean, one of the big names, I fired him this summer because of it. I just was like, no, I'm, I've, I've dealt with them for a while, Cisco. And they were giving me guff <laughs> over something yeah. that I just was like, this is unbelievable that you guys are going to, you know, give me shit over something. And I said, you know what? You're fired. Done. Lost all the business. Two stores. Multiple locations coming up. Um, I mean, I bought a bunch of equipment for them for the second location last year. It was almost $100,000 in equipment. Wow. And I said, see you later. Because another distributor, they're local to the south. I said, hey, here's the prices. Can you do better? And they came, yeah, sure, no problem. They were just like happy as can be to come in with better pricing. And so I've been doing a lot more of that. And just kind of trying to reestablish the the, the value, right? The value of what you're purchasing. Because like you go to McDonald's and spend 50 bucks. I mean, you're not really getting value, dude. No. (laughs) You know? What That's was the number the one question anymore. they were asking on Reddit other than price? Was it like, was it, why is it so expensive? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of why, uh, you know, I'm also an asshole. Uh, you know, it's just like, you know, it's, you you, t- you pick it, man. Like, it, you can they go said through it, it's all there. there. 
Oh yeah, people think I'm an asshole. I don't. I Why? Don't I've talked to you like a dozen times, and I've never real said you were an asshole. I don't know. That's don't funny. Know. You know, it's like you just saw. It's just who knows. You know, it's a, a yarn gets told, and it's just you know, game of telephone. Well, that guy's real dick. It's like who the fuck are you, man? Yeah, I've never even um, talked to you. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of it was that, and just kind of try to just get like you know, how, what do you? How much you know? How much of every dollar? That you spend at a restaurant, where do you think that goes? Like, do I get like fifty cents on the dollar? That would be awesome. Like, man, <laughs> if we were just a straight fifty cents on the dollar profit, that would be straight. Like, we could definitely, you know, do well, you know, at that. But like, damn, dude, like you you look at that dollar and how it breaks out. I mean, you're you're scratching, you know, you're scratching for like, you know, five cents, ten cents, twenty cents on the dollar on a good year. You know, on a good month, yeah. you know, that's, you're killing it, man. You're killing it. 20 cents on the dollar, you're doing very well. I did um, a meme. I did a meme on Instagram the other day, and I always see these, like, funny Oh, those videos. are fire, by the way. Uh, Your memes have been fire, dude. It's, I, someone asked me about it, and I'm like, you know what? Someone asked me why I changed the content on Instagram. I'm like, you know what? To me, in, like, content is about getting people to know who you are, right? Like, mm-hmm. in the, what I was doing before, I don't know if Instagram didn't like it or people, it just didn't resonate with people. It wasn't shareable. So I was like, you know, I got to mix it up. But mm-hmm. the memes, I just like, it's it's what I know. Like, everything that I post on Instagram is what I went through. And it's like a feeling that I had at some point running the pizza shop. So it's like, I think it's that's why it's relatable because it's like coming from me. But one of them was like, what? one of them was but like looking relatable. at your, yeah, one of them was like looking at your, your bank account after all your, shit and you're like oh shit looks like we're fucked right <laughs> yeah like, i've had that conversation with my partner on the pizza shop five times a year every year that we mm-hmm. were open so mm-hmm. i mean all like the time happen. yeah you know people don't realize that. like no i mean jesus dude i had this you know i didn't take pay for the majority of this past month you know like i can't take a paycheck just because yeah. of the sales and i have to pay everybody else's paychecks you know so i'm like Hey, this isn't cool. You know, I can't I can't do this long term. So, you know, how do we fix that, right? As as owner operators and I think the the hardest time to ever operate a business, especially a small business, you know. I think I lost you. Oh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, cool. You should mark that. All right, what were you saying? Your hardest time is Oh, I think the hardest time to own and operate a small, especially restaurant business, is now. Oh, for sure. Um, I think people have – there's people who have the uh, – like in the 90 – when I first got into the pizza business, it was like 1998, 99. You got in the easy mode, dude. Yeah. That was no like – shit. <laughs> that's when I was like 18, 19 years old. You know, my uh, – it was like no credit cards. It was no online ordering. Everything oh, okay. was cash. It was the easy time. Like, everything was kind of cheap, you know? Labor was easy to find. Mm-hmm. Products weren't expensive. Minimum wage was low. And then yeah. ever since then, I think people who came to pizza then, like, who ordered pizza then, still remember that. So, like, when you say you own a pizza shop, they're like, oh, man, you must make a ton of cash. Not realizing that 75% of people don't even carry cash with them anymore. We don't take cash at both of our locations. Yeah, see? So it's like you don't make cash anymore. It's like there's no, no. cash anymore. So it's yeah. like, no, it's not like it was in the late 90s, early 2000s. It's very much different. But people don't have that. Well, it's like they don't recognize that. Well, you know, you make a point. Like, yeah, there's no credit cards. But, like, so we stopped taking cash for a couple reasons. One was one was COVID, right? Yeah. 
So that was the thing. Two, we got broken into a, more than a few times at my uh, main store. I mean, you know, how many times I have to wake up in the middle of the night because somebody kicked in the front door, the glass doors, and, you know, then we have to, I have to go there and get the thing, you know, stay there all night, wait for the guy to show up. And, you know, it's not usually they've never really gotten anything, but it's, you know, a thousand bucks to replace the glass. So it was that. And then the last part was that I was going to the bank every week, drawing out cash to pay the servers. Yeah. It wasn't to for the till. It was to pay the servers tips. And I was like, you know what? I don't have time for this crap, and I just got rid of it. But credit card fees, you know, you talk about online ordering. I mean, Jesus, there was like, you know, there's a misprint on your online menu. It doesn't reflect the in-house menu. And then the customer's like, well, what the hell is this? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I wasn't accurate on all eight menus I have to keep up with. It's, right. Dude, oh, my God. It's just so many, so many things to keep up with and keep on time with to, you know, the guest only sees that you just made a mistake and obviously you're not on top of things. It's like, you're right. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen for you? Like, do you think it'll change? Do you think we're just going through a rough time right now in the pizza biz? Uh, so I don't, I don't know, you know, so like long, long view, it's like, it can work. I mean, but you know, those same people that like, Hey, is this the still the cheap option or, you know, so I, I think there's also this kind of like thing too, where people give like the bigger brands a pass for raising prices. And they're just like, well, that's just, you know, yeah, they're mad about it, but they still show up. Local right. businesses, we just have to, we have to make the adjustments. Like somehow it's easier for us to, and it's hard, you know, it's like, it's, it's hard. So it's like the consumer, it's like, are you going to support the small business? Or the larger business, and then we're stuck in this weird place where we're trying to fight something that we can't really fight to make this a long-term kind of like successful thing. So back yeah. to what kind of the original point is like, is this temporary? I mean, I hope so, but I don't think so. I think um, obviously costs of labor goes up. I mean, some of the hourly I pay some people is just like, dude. <laughs> I, I I worked in very nice restaurants and was responsible for a ton of shit, and I didn't make that working on overtime hours. Okay, so like and they're just they're just hanging out, man. They top pizzas, you know, and it's just like shit. So, which I have a lot of resentment. Just... So my brother in law was my was my boss before I like was a partner with him, and I have mm-hmm. a lot of resentment towards him as a joke. But I look at my daughters, right? My daughters work at a like a they have a there's like a semi franchise here that it's like ice cream and they bake cookies, mm-hmm. and I mean they're they're young they're like 21 and 20 and 16 and they all work there and they make more money working there, scooping ice cream than I did running a multi million dollar business and I was like yeah I look at my brother I'm like dude you're a dickhead you know you made me work and run a million plus dollar business and this was back 20 years ago so like a million dollars yeah. a year was a lot. Uh, Shit, and yeah. I made less money than they're making now scooping ice cream. I was like, you suck. <laughs> totally took yeah, advantage of me. Dude. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm all for like, hey, you know what? You deserve to make some money. And, you know, it's all. But it's how do you, you know, like you have to pay people. So you have to charge for it. And therein yeah, lies the problem crazy. with the customer where you're like cost of goods, cost of labor is going up. But the co- the, the price in which you could pay for something you know, the, the, it reaches a point where, you know, the guests won't pay for it, and but this is unsustainable to manage without. 
it's hard, dude. It's a hard equation. Hopefully, <laughs> you know it's just I mean? a transition period of like, all right, there's like yeah, this year or I mean, two transition where in a year or two, I don't know. We'll we just get, get adjusted. Into a giant economics discussion, but like, I don't know what the answer is anymore. I'm just like, whatever, dude. Just get through this week. Like, that's all I can muster anymore. <laughs> you just got to go with it. Just get through this yeah. week. I don't need the you know, listen, maybe next People week always ask me around. too because I they're like, oh, you talk to a lot of. Yeah, people always ask me because I talk to a lot of people from all over the country, and they're like, well, what are people saying? I'm like, they all say the same stuff. Like, I don't think it's different really anywhere. There's a couple people who are doing well, but I think it's the same problems, right? Um, mm-hmm. The cost of goods is going up. Labor's going up. People's expectations as the consumer is not catching up to what it should with the price yeah. and what they're getting for it. So it's like it happens to everybody. Well, the- the price shouldn't go up, but the expectations of the experience has now gone up because of just generally, well, even if it's slightly higher, it's yeah. really, I don't know, it's, dude, <laughs> you know, all in this discussion, I've, dude, I've toyed with so many ideas of how to get to, you know, do we cut our menu to like six items and do counter service or do we do QR ordering at the tables? Like, just to cut labor, cut dollars, and still somehow produce the same product, and and at least get you think that works? Same experience. I have no idea, but like I've just ran through my mind so many different ideas on how to do things because like I can't, I can't just say you know you can't just I think like if I just keep doing the same thing and something's not working like that's on me to like try to find right the answer to the equation so. I mean, next month alone, you know, our server wages go up. So now servers are making almost 10 bucks an hour serving tables. So that's a lot of cost to have someone serve tables. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's a lot yeah. to consider now. So it's like, are we going to have full service forever? Mm. I mean, especially when you're like, 20... your first, if you look at your two locations, like their first location, you may need that. But the second one, you don't. You mm-hmm. could probably eliminate that altogether. Well, you know, we like I said, we do three, four x the volume of to goes, and yeah, we do we do in house dining, but like, hey, you know, it's on the table, right? So I don't know. We have we haven't I haven't done that yet, but like it's definitely crossed my mind because you know you can once you change into like that takeout only, then you could be a little bit more creative with pay scales and stuff like that, which is yeah. people are like oh, what's your, what's tips. the third location going to be? Uh, it's wood fired, sit down, smaller space, but um, it's in like the shared space, so we can um, actually have more seats than what's actually in our building. So um, it'll okay. be interesting. It's a really good area, so I think the volume will do well. It'll do well on volume. Um, granted, I've waffled on what we're actually doing there like ten times this past week alone. <laughs> I'm like, you know, do we do wood fired? You know. It's already on paper and plans with a you know our Pavese oven in there, and then I was like, mm, we could put a Pizza Master in there, and you know really focus on trying to do more takeout, and then we could do. And I'm just like, oh, dude, like just relax, and I don't know, go with what you initially thought would be a good idea. So I'm probably just going to do wood fired and keep it like tight and easy because it's not a lot. I of thought space. for sure your next location would be like two pizzas takeout only 200 square feet with an oven behind you like that's it oh dude that's the dream though i mean i've thought about doing that at my main store you don't think that would work basically i don't know i mean well here's here's the thing it's like what do you, you do like a locale thing and it's like you're just the dude with the oven just a wait list 
you only serve one pizza, a couple toppings, and you charge like 25, 26 bucks a pizza. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of all for that. Like, if I'm there anyways, like, I could handle that workload. But, you know, just that volume, you know, like, it's it's just weird. Because you go to a volume, we're, you know, we're in a volume restaurant. We're, you know, almost, last year was like almost two. So that's just one store. Wow. So that's a lot. You know, that's inclusive yeah. of off-site catering. So it's a lot. But, you know, you go to the one-man show and then you're doing, you know, less than maybe probably 700 but is that 700 more profitable? <laughs> right? Or fun? You know, I mean, maybe. More fun, yeah. more controllable. Like, hey, you know, you could have, like, two, three days off and only open for four days a week. Like, uh-huh. that's see, that's, like, kind of more like the retirement plan for me, you know? I think that's yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what I'd like to do. I mean, for, like, I've, known, I've had some people on the pod that do that, but I don't know if it'll work in your area. Yeah, there's also that. I think also um, Orlando in general is just weird. So, like, culturally or something, like, pizza is not, like, an ingrained portion of the, I guess, food culture. I mean, people like it, but it's not, like, up north. It's just totally different, I feel like. I mean, people fucking eat pizza and Italian food all the time up north. Here, it's like, yeah, they do. It's just not, like, it would be a hard sell in that, like, just the one guy in an oven show. Like, I just don't know if they would go for that. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. There's. I think, too, geographically, like, Orlando is a lot different. It's too, it's very, very spread out and humongous. It's spread out. It's it's transient. It's tourist-driven. But, you know, now, you know, there's all these, like, tasting restaurants popping up. It's crazy. Like, I'm like another one like who we can support that here like it just it's confusing to me because there's like multiple that opened this year that are you know 10 seat tasting menus restaurants and uh just because the michelin thing really it's like yeah and that was i mean the only tasting menu like really back in the day in florida was victorian alberts and i was at disney and there was like one yeah. or two but now it's like that's a thing that people open a restaurant based around in orlando and i'm like I guess, and that's, you know, 110, 120, 150 a seat. Jesus. So, I know. So, maybe the one man in the pizza oven can work. You just got to do it like that. You know? Yeah, you got to charge $50 a pizza. Like, make them think it's really, why is this pizza $50? I got to check it out. Maybe that's a new business idea. I don't know. I, I mean, I like it because it's <laughs> just, to me, it's like, I don't know. You get in the big operations, there's just so many variables. It's hard. That's the hardest yeah. part, I think, too. You know, and it's hard to like keep the momentum going. Yeah, that's. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, the momentum, especially in slow times. Like, yeah. Keep Are you pushing, going to the Pizza Summit driving. this year? Well, I live here, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I'm down be, the street, uh, uh, so I'll probably go. Hopefully, there's no hurricane like last year. Yeah, but that was just like a rainstorm. It wasn't really a hurricane. <laughs> that wasn't a. But it scared everybody who didn't live in Orlando or doesn't, yeah. like, know the Orlando weather. We had a storm last um, night that was, like, or the night before that was, like, way worse than any the past couple hurricanes that we have here. It was crazy. Really? Hail, oh, yeah. It was nuts. Hail, lost power, wow. tree limbs down. It was, like, out of the blue, too. So, yeah. That's pretty, wasn't that bad pretty crazy. Um, you know what? I know you got to get to the shop, but I don't want to take too much of your time. You do oh, consulting and stuff for everybody, so everybody's looking to 
I, this is a probably funner part than this having is, to go to this the is fine. I, I don't. Right? I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush. Yeah. Like, but yes. Oh, all right, cool. cool. Give out your website. Where can people go say hello to you or on Instagram or where should they go? I know we've talked about. Um, past, but you could just go to pizzabrunofl.com. That's uh, that's the main website. Let's find both restaurants there. Uh, Instagrams at official pizza Bruno, and then um, what else? Uh, you can find my personal one if you want to just say hi. It's at flying zucchini seven one. That's me. If you want me to help you make some pizza or otherwise, I've uh, done pizza consulting, regular whatever consulting. You know, want to talk podcast anything, whatever. I'm here for it. So, I, yeah. I and I if you're in the Orlando area, I highly recommend going to visit one of Bruno's locations, whichever style you want i mean for me preferably yeah. the college park the location is my for, style uh, that i, I prefer in. yeah um but thank you bruno we'll link up all that in the show notes don't go anywhere yet but i appreciate you taking the time before you hop in the shop and hanging out with me again thanks man all righty then thank you so much for hanging out with me thanks to bruno for joining me on the podcast if you have a question instagram is probably the best place to reach me Smart Pizza Marketing on Instagram or the website, smartpizzamarketing.com. Those are our two home bases where I'm hanging out the most. Let me know what you think. If you want to leave a review for me, that would be amazing too. Shoot me a tag on Instagram. I'll give you a follow and we'll we'll talk from there. If you want to be a guest in the podcast too, that's an option that's available. There's a tab over on the website that you can go. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. It doesn't have to be an elaborate story about You've been in business for 50 years. You could just be like, you know what? I like making pizza. This is a cool concept that I have. This is something that happened to me that's interesting. This is a lesson that I've learned that I think other people can help learn from. My example, and I'd love to talk to you on the podcast. That's it. That'd be great. So if that sounds like you, head over to the website. Tell me a little bit about yourself, and we could possibly hang out together on the podcast in the future. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. (laughs) 